Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on the job interview. It looks, it looks interesting. Thank you. Yes, it does. It's, um, it's, uh, a full-time opportunity, um, with a large company. It's got, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of stakes in other businesses, other, uh, other markets. And, um, they're also kind of a dream job, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, especially with, um, with my background as well. Um, but, uh, f first thing I wanted to say was that I really appreciate your taking time, um, and a last minute notice, um, to, to discuss this with me. Thank you very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Half an hour of my time. If it helps you get a job of your dreams, that's a pretty good payoff for me. So <laughs> I'm happy to help. Darn tootin'. So what, uh, is, is it, is it entirely technical work? Um, I couldn't really tell from the brief job description. Is there any sort of, I mean, I guess there would be client contact. I mean, you're not just going to be handed stuff and told to fix it. Would you be uh, interfacing with the clients at all, talking with them? As far as dealing with other individuals, um, I'm, it, I, don't, I, I don't get the sense that that's, that's what they need. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean... It, it may be a yeah, service. I mean, th these are questions. I mean, these are questions that I would ask in the interview. Right. You know, I, I, I mean, frankly, are you looking for a guy with square eyes and fast fingers uh, who's going <laughs> to laser it on the computer all day? Right. Or are you looking for someone who's got some client skills, some social skills, some negotiation skills? Definitely. I mean, those, those are questions that I, uh, I, I was hoping to have answered. Right. Well, I mean, if, if, I mean, a boss is going to want someone, ideally, the most efficient thing I would assume is interface with whoever the customer is. Now, maybe the customer is internal, but it seems like a bit of a wasted layer to have you say to someone, check with the client if this is okay. And then the person goes and checks with the client and then comes back to you and say, no, they want more of this. Oh, uh, and this? Oh, I don't know. I'll go back and check, right? Right. It's For you to actually talk to the clients would be ideal. I would assume, right? It's just, it's so efficient, right? Definitely. And it's experience that I have. Um, right. So I would focus on that. And I'll tell you why, because I, you know, the, the closest analogy that I can come up with is, you know, when I would hire programmers and some programmers just never wanted to talk to the clients. I mean, they just, they hated it. And that was okay. We put them in R and D or whatever, and, uh, but they just weren't as valuable, at least at the short run as the, the people who could actually talk to the clients and figure out what they wanted and, and write it up and all that. Because otherwise it all had to go through me and that was just no good, right? Sure. So so I would definitely ask about that. And, you know, if they say, well, no, we just want, you know, someone with square eyes to stare at a computer like a laser all day. Mm -hmm. Fine, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least then they know. Because you can say, well, you know, if it does come up, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to chat with clients. I really enjoy the collaborative creative process and I'm, I'm good at resolving conflicts if there's missed expectations or something like that so mm -hmm. you know if it's not necessary that's fine but i've just i have that skill set for the future if if there's if that becomes part of the job or if i can grow into a job but that is part of it that's great and what they'll remember is that you're someone who likes to talk to clients which means that your boss has to do less of it and i imagine that's going to have some some value to them for sure yes i would agree I mean, your technical skill, I mean, I have no way to judge. I don't know whether or not that will um, that will sell them. But what I would ask, which is something that I always liked to be asked when I was hiring, uh, 
what I would ask is, what are the metrics for success of the job? How will I know if I'm really succeeding or not? Like I said, I, I've never liked jobs where you just kind of, you wait, and then, you know, at six months or a year, you get a performance review, and then you find out if you're doing okay or not. Because that just makes you kind of paranoid, right? Yeah. So, you know, my question would be, you know, okay, so what's the profit driver for this job? How do I know if, I, if I'm succeeding or not? How do I know if I'm really adding value to the company or not? Like, what are the metrics? I mean, it's not like I'm a private guy who's bidding my services out and making money or what like I'm part of a organization part of a team mm-hmm. so what are the business drivers for the position right I mean when how do how am I going to know if I'm making the company money or not because obviously that's pretty important for the company and it's pretty important for me because if I make money for you I have job security and I'm adding value and and you have profit so giving them some sense that you know that you have some interest in the business side I think is is important excellent that's I that's an excellent point. I appreciate that. You can, of course, ask about the profitability of the company. You can ask about the philosophy of the company, the culture of the company. Um, you know, if, if there are conflicts in the company, um, how is it resolved uh, uh, and, and so on, right? Right. Is the customer always right? I mean, that's a basic question to ask because, I mean, there's nothing right or wrong about that answer. It's just that you know, these, these are important things. You know, if, if the customer is unreasonable, is there pushback? Do we try to please every customer no matter what? I mean, these are, you know, and these are all valid, you know, and you can say, like, I'm not wed to any particular philosophy. I'm just curious what the company philosophy is here. Right. Those are very good points. The, um, yeah, whether they're internal clients, um, I've had experience with internal clients uh, where, it was kind of like a clown car. Um, I was given this small little room and there were the just uh, like streams of account teams coming into this little room where I was working, uh, creative teams coming into this little room where I was working, production people coming in. And I was being kind of ground up. Um, that, that was I was really being ridden like a horse at this one company. Which is fine as long as there's only one rider, right? But it sounds like you had like 19 guys there each day saying go this way, right? Yeah, there were there were several riders at the same time, and I would have to I'd have to handle them with kid gloves, um, because you know I was the only guy working on their multi-million dollar account, right? And I'm yes. So I would also ask what uh, you know. So I would also ask where would I fit on the org chart. Where would I fit on the organizational chart? Yeah, just, you know, if there's a whiteboard or whatever, they can just draw it on a piece of paper. That's You know, like, so where do I fit on the org chart? I think that's important. And if they, you know, if they don't know, that's fine. It's just good to know that they don't know. Right. But, you know, and and I would also ask, you know, everybody knows in organizations, there's like the org chart, which is somewhat bullshit. I mean, it's got value, but there's there's the solid lines, which is what goes to HR. And then it's all that dotted line shit, right? Yeah. Right, which is what you had in the last place, right? Where you had uh, the clown car <laughs> coming and eating your brain, right? Yeah. So, you know, what are the dotted lines? Um, you know, what are the where are the real reporting relationships? Which is fine. Those are the ones I want to honor. And I assume those are my performance reviews and all that kind of stuff. But where do the dotted lines show up uh, as well? So I can get a sense of, of all of that. I think that would be – because that shows that you, you've got some experience, you've got some understanding, and you really want to know where you fit in the um, – 
in the organization. Right, right. So when you're saying dotted lines, that's you're using that just to be so I'm clear. You're, you're yeah. using that as a metaphor for um, sort of you know um, situations where there's some flexibility involved, where like or just indirect reporting. Interact. Right? Like I'm yeah. sure I'm sure when you got your last job at the clown car, they didn't say, well, there'll be 19 guys that you'll have to satisfy. <laughs> Hell no. Right. So, so it turned out that there were other people who could come and directly tell you what to do. Yeah. Right. But, but they don't show up on the org chart. That's what I mean by dotted lines. Yeah. Like somebody, anybody who can come into your office and tell you what to do right. and you do it. Right. right. Those are the dotted lines. Cause you know, obviously if you tried to have an org chart with 19 managers, I mean, you would never be able to get anybody but an idiot to take that job. Right. Right. So there are straight lines and there are the dotted lines. Right. And, um, you don't have to assume that they're there. Maybe it's a very, you know, no, no, we don't allow that to happen. Everyone has to come through your boss or whatever. But that's, you know, usually it's like a spilled paint bucket, you know, it just spreads, you know, <laughs> especially if you're, you know, personable and competent. Or whatever, right? That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I know I appreciate those. Those are excellent points and really good questions to consider. Um, and the other thing, too, I mean, you're going into a kind of an artistic area, right? I mean, it's an artistic kind of job. Yeah, it's it's essentially um, it's digital retouching, and you know they they give you an, or, an original asset, and then you have to um, there's somebody else that has certain specifications that they mark up that they want to see in the piece, in the final piece, and sometimes what happens in most places that that's kind of um, considered to be the brief for the project. Mm -hmm. And then you'll, you know, go over, you know, any fine points or details that may not have been mentioned in the brief. So the other things as well, I mean, I'm going to assume that some people in this industry are frustrated artists, you know, it's like, well, I really wanted to be a Picasso, but uh, unfortunately I learned how to use a mouse. So I got sucked into something that actually made me money. Right. And so, you know, I know that one of the things in, in Apple or Google is like you have to have a passion for the art. Right. Right. And so m my suggestion would be, and this is something you can kind of explore, but, you know, is it, you know, are we producing beauty to make money or are we making, are we, do we happen to get paid for making money for producing beauty? Right. You know, like, what is the artistic philosophy of the organization? What is the, you know, in 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 Apple, they they really care that you you you're obsessed with, like, you're really into it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I know a guy once who um, was really good at marketing, and he got a job interview at Gillette. And, you know, they were really, you know, we're, we're all about making the man uh, beautiful and, and attractive and giving him confidence. And, you know, they really were, you know, and he was like, yeah, no, I get all of that. It just, it just seems kind of weird to be thinking about maybe spending the next 10 years of my life thinking about armpits and deodorant. <laughs> you know, and, and with that, he never sure. got a call back, right? <laughs> sure. So is it, you know, male confidence and sexiness and, and, you know, being all that you can be, or is it armpits and deodorant? Right. And, and, and I think that's an important thing to, to explore what the artistic goals or drive is for this. Um, and, and again, these are all things that you feel out, uh, in the, uh, in the interview. Uh, right. But, uh, uh, so let me just, I just want to sort of read 
because I, I know the job interviews in the morning, right? So I want to make sure I, I'm sort of clear about the stuff that I'm suggesting. I appreciate that. And let's hope I'm not fucking you up. It's ultimately my interview. It's, it's your so. call, but these are the things that, you know, I, I haven't hired in this industry, but I've hired in a lot of technical uh, industries in a wide variety of, of areas. But uh, so, you know, how am I going to make money for you guys? Basically, that's important. What's the profit drivers for the, for the job? You know, I said, I, you know, you can say I'm not the kind of person who wants to sit and wait for six to 12 months to find out what my performance review is going to be like. I want to know that I'm producing value and providing value as quickly as possible. Um, who gets to tell me what to do, right? There's formal and there's in, informal. Uh, how much client customer contact is there going to be? Um, I have skill, experience, and, and pleasure in dealing with customers, so I'm happy to take on that. I find it much more efficient than going through other channels or waiting for feedback and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So you sort of point point that kind of stuff out. Um, what is the artistic philosophy of the organization? Um, and and just let them answer it. Don't say, is it this or is it that? You know, you have to have the confidence to just ask the question and, and let them answer it. Sure. Uh, they might say, we don't have an artistic philosophy. We just like making money by producing pretty or something, which is fine. You know, I just, sure. nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, but uh, I would say that, um, you know, they may, of course, ask where you want to be in 10, five years or 10 years or whatever, right? Yeah. Sitting where you are, punk. But, um, Oh, uh, you can also ask what has the company's growth been like? You may be able to find something over that on the internet. Yeah. Um, is it publicly held? Is it privately held? Um, well, you know, what's the employee count? What was the employee count a couple of years ago? Um, and uh, is this the kind of uh, company where, you know, ah, no, that may be a bit esoteric. I was going to say, like, if you've got really good technical skills, people may not ever want to move you into management because you're just so good at the technical stuff. Um, so, but asking about that might be kind of premature uh, in this kind of job, so... Um, I mean, so it's given you a couple of points. Um, oh, very good. Thank you. And uh, is there anything else that I can help you with? I, I, I know you've got a hard stop at 11, which is like five minutes from now. And I want to make, obviously make sure you get good sleep. Um, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't really have uh, anything else um, to add other than uh, I hope I can um, maybe, I don't know. Uh, can I touch base? Well, how, do you feel, how do you feel about the interview? I'm shitting in my pants. I'm really scared. I, well, I've never made uh, if, if the the salary is seventy to eighty five k a year. And no, but so that so I'm scared of the money. No, no, that that's not the salary. The salary is the, the okay. Salary you have to understand. I mean, I hate to be annoying about this, but they are not giving you any money. You know that, right? I mean, you are not going to be paid seventy to eighty five thousand dollars a year. You are going to be generating one hundred and fifty thousand or two hundred thousand dollars a year, which you're getting a small cut of. Right, right. We got to remember that because otherwise, salary feels like a gift. Like, wow, I'm getting twice the money, and it's not, none of it. It's because you're producing more than twice the value. So it's because you're able to produce so much value for them that they're going to pay you a percentage of what you can produce. Right. Right, so if you genuinely believe, and it sounds to me like you, you can, if you genuinely believe that you can produce the value, then the salary is appropriate. I couldn't. Right? I mean, I, I just sit there going like, hey, does this thing play Doom? Right, but, <laughs> but you can produce the value. And so for you, I mean, it's not a gift. It's not, 
it's not i mean it, you're simply getting a small portion of the value that you're creating for them right right that's a great point and that's why i say talk to them about how you're going to create value for them i mean because that's what you you want to create value for other people that's how you get paid i mean that's how i get paid uh, by donations or whatever is creating value for people right, right. and um, so, I mean, the salary is, you know, you could get paid a million dollars a year uh, or, or Brad Pitt, you know, gets paid, what, $15 million for a film or something like that. But that's because having Brad Pitt's on the name is going to generate $80 million of business. Right, right. Yeah, that's, I got to work on that. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, just just so you know, it's not like you're you're going like Icarus too close to the sun and you're going to crash. As you get older, as you get more skilled, you produce more value, which means that you need to get paid more. I mean, that's, you know, that's supply and demand, right? This is the economics we live. Right. Um, I, there's a part of me that's, um, uh, I'm, 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 there's a part of me that's afraid of, I don't know if it's a Miko system or something, but I'm afraid of um, like some weird ego part sneaking in there and saying something really stupid and just, you know, I, now, does this mean that you're going to, you know, put your feet up on the guy's desk like a stogie and say, <laughs> you're off stinks. I'm going to say that before you even open your mouth. No. Of course you're not. Of course. You're not that. I know. You're not. I don't know. There's some, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's some, some weird fear thing. I guess I got a journal about it or something. No, no, no. It's, it's, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, it's, it's simpler than that. You see, you grew up, if I remember rightly, if you grew up in an environment where mistakes were not particularly acceptable, right? <laughs> Understatement, but yeah. Right, Correct. yeah. I mean, perfectionism and, and you know, red-faced, oh my God, I said the wrong thing kind of thing, or, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But in the real world, right, in the world where people aren't insane, um, you can say something completely stupid. And you, you know what you can say then? Oh my God, I just said something completely stupid. <laughs> I, I must apologize. Let me try that again. Right. right? And, right. and and if they're the kind of people who like, well, that's unacceptable. For a million dollars a year, you don't want to work there. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I'd rather live under a bridge than work at a place like <laughs> so that. If, if, because then it's going to be a re refamily for you all over again, right? So Which would be a nightmare. true. That's so true. That's a great point. Yeah, let me pay you $75,000 a year so I can take 10 years off your life. Wait a minute. <laughs> right. That's no good, right? And you wouldn't... So no, if you say something stupid, which we've all done, right? You say something stupid, you say, you know what? That, that's not what I meant. I, that came out all wrong. Let me, let me try that again. You're right. What I meant was blah, 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 right? Sure. And they'll probably laugh. And you know what that shows? A lot of confidence. That you are okay with yourself saying something stupid. Whereas if you feel like if you say something stupid, it's unrecoverable and you have to pretend like it didn't happen. And then you have to hope the other guy didn't hear it. And you have to, then, then you just get all tongue-tied and you, the rest of it becomes real stupid, right? But if you simply say, well, that was a, that was stupid. That's not what, that's not. I mean, that's not what I meant to say. Let me let me try that again, right? Uh, then you're showing that you're okay with your own mistakes and that you will acknowledge them and you will fix them. What more could they want in an employee? That's a good point. Whereas if you make a mistake and you try to cover it up or try to pretend it didn't happen, it's going to send them all kinds of red flags, right? Because that means that's how you're going to do it with your work too, right? And nobody wants that. Right. There's a lot. Whereas if you just say. Yeah, fucked up. You know, basically, I made a mistake. Let me fix it. Um, then that shows that you are going to be responsible with your mistakes, which are inevitable in any career. 
and you'll go correct them, right? So, I mean, I hope this helps, and um, yeah. I hope that you will drop me a line and let me know will. Uh, how it goes. And maybe I'll shoot you an email and uh, just give oh, you a please quick do. overview. I will think of you, right. I promise. I will think good thoughts. And, <laughs> hey, I appreciate uh, I will, that. <laughs> uh, I will really uh, look forward to hearing how it goes, and relax and have fun. You, you, it's, it's like a date. You're not desperate. You know, you're, you're interviewing them to find out if you want to work there. Right. Um, and you're not just like, dear God, give me the money and I'll, you know, clean the crap off your boots with my tongue or whatever, right? You're going in there. It is a negotiation. You're trying to find out if you want to work there. Right. Uh, and, you know, so ask the questions that are going to make you feel comfortable that it's going to be a productive work environment. And, um, and of course, what you can do is you can go in, um, you know, a fine joke, you know, go in and, and just bellow at everyone and say, oh, a pre-screening interview. I'm sorry. I thought it was a pre-screaming interview. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm out of the business world. But, um, <laughs> and, you, and you're glad you are as well. <laughs> yes, and, and as are they. Uh, but yeah, listen, best of luck. Get some great sleep. Thanks. Sir. And uh, enjoy it as best as you can tomorrow. I'm sure, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fun. And if you can get into a relaxed chat, chatting state with the people, uh, I think that would give them the best view of who you are. And they'll be lucky to have you. I tell, I'm telling you, they will be lucky to have you. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Thank you All so right. much. Take care. Best of luck tomorrow. Let me know how it goes. Thanks, Steph. Good night. Bye. Man. Bye. Take care.